0: Hello gamers! Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and making sure that people respect your feelings when you're playing games. You can see that this is a different type of episode. I'm still your Game Master and Question Keeper, Eric Silver, and I have an incredibly wonderful announcement. We are doing a Games and Feelings live show, a live show about Games and Felix is not exactly a podcast live show, but it is going to be in Manchester, the United Kingdom, baby. I am going to Jasper's house. I am bothering him, and then we're doing a live show there. Amanda McLaughlin is going to be there, my wife. A special guest is going to be there. It's going to be absolutely incredible. This is August 19th at 7.30 at the Empty Space at Media City UK in Manchester. We are so, so excited to do this. This is going to be Jasper's first live show ever of a thing that he's done, which is wild. This is going to be Amanda and my first time performing in the UK. This is going to be my first time going to the United Kingdom. I have not been to England, Ireland, Scotland, or Wales, and I'll be there for the first time. It's going to be so wonderful. Doors at seven. Uh, show starts at 7 30. If you live in Europe, you everyone in Europe keeps telling me how easy it is to go on trades and go anywhere in Europe. If you live in Europe, come through, please. August 19th, in a few weeks, it's going to be really fun. You can get tickets at gamesandfeelings.com/slash live. Obviously, check the link in the episode description. We're going to be promo- we're going to be promoting it all over Jasper and my and Amanda's socials. It's going to be really great. Please come through. I'm so excited to do this in Europe, in the UK, in Manchester, a city I love. Small cities, small cities are great. So being able to do this in Manchester and not necessarily like in London is going to be extra fun for me, who loves Rochester and Buffalo and Kingston, upstate New York town, upstate New York small cities. Uh, deeply. Please, 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 please go buy tickets. They are out right now. You can also notice that this is a relatively smaller episode because Misha is on vacation, and I'm also showing you all of the work that Misha does, so there are no edits in this episode just to demonstrate the work that Misha does because Misha deserves a rest, and I'm very excited uh, to show you all of that. Um, now I'm looking at my notes. Another thing that you need to know, if you're on the Patreon for Games and Feelings, patreon.com slash uh all of the ad-free episodes, the majority of the ad-free episodes are up. We are scheduling them. They're coming out once a day, so you don't get a kajillion emails at the same time, but... You can listen to all of the ad-free episodes, um, and I'm also getting our schedule back for the bonus episodes of the replay. Uh, It's been really busy over here at Multitude HQ, and I'm going to take care of that shortly. But another reason for you to join the Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash Feelings. Ad-free episodes are up. Uh, Yeah, I'm just really excited about the Manchester live show. It's going to be so great, and I'm going to bother Jasper in person and hopefully record an episode there, and we're certainly going to try to record the live show. We intend to record the live show, which is gonna be like part, uh, it's gonna be part advice, part game show stuff, uh, and it's gonna be fun. Um, it's just being able to hang out with Jasper and Amanda and just. Doing all that stuff together is going to be truly wonderful. Um, So we'll probably put up stuff like in the main feed on the Patreon of me bothering Jasper at his house. That's going to be wonderful. I'm going to look for all the Pokemon merch in his house if there is any. Or at least bring him some if he doesn't have any. Um, But I also want to include some game recommendations. I know that we always talk about game recommendations on here. You listen to all the episodes. But I have a few that I want to hit that are relevant to what's happening right now. And also ones I give all the time. Right? Like, for example... The best board game of all time, the best modern board game of all time, you got to go buy Betrayal in the House of the Hill with the expansion pack. First, let me say, so if you don't know what Betrayal in the House of the Hill is, it is this incredible game where it's cooperative in the first half and then a horror movie starts and then it becomes combative. Then they end up being a winner. It's like you end up exploring the spooky old house and then some... Some plot, some horror movie plot starts and you got to like look at a bunch of manuals and you got to figure out what's going to happen to, because the haunt, what it, depending on the items that you choose, the haunt begins and it, it is like usually plot, plot relevant to the items that you found like around in the house. It is absolutely incredible for bringing people into the golden age of board games, what board games can do. Um, it is like infinitely replayable because there are over a hundred scenarios, especially if you get the expansion. you should get the expansion because it adds a an extra like a third level and then it gives you more elevators to get in between floors, which is super key. Also in the expansion, a lot of like famous people wrote uh, wrote scenarios like Pendleton Ward of Adventure Time. And Anita Sarkeesian uh, of who like introduced the internet to the fact that women play video games. They've all written scenarios; and they're inc- all incredible. There's also like a legacy version now. They've also started; they've come out with new editions of it. This is the perfect time to buy this. It's never been this good. Um, you get to play. One of you can play as a guy named Ox Bellows, which I can only recommend. You you're playing as a lot of like different tropes. You you also have this like little character sheet uh, w- with like strength and also like, your ability to resist spooky stuff. Uh, and so you get, like, four stats. It's like you have a little mini D&D character sheet. It's also, like, a really interesting board game to promote role-playing if you want to just, like, have extra fun stuff on that because you're just kind of, like, playing a character archetype in a horror movie and it makes it extra fun. And it's really replayable. It is, like, the pinnacle, I think, as I said, of the modern board game and I think will open up you and other people who want to play, like what the board game uh community or well, the board game like creation has to offer. There's a really good onboarding place. It's also in every single local game store. Um and it's not even that expensive. And it like each scenario takes like two hours. It's a little crunchy. So it's not like six to eight hours Twilight Imperium, but it sure is like a little bit more than Monopoly and a little bit more targeted. So I gotta recommend a Patrol and the House of the Hill. If you have a Switch, I super recommend you pick up Pikmin 1 and 2. If you don't know about Pikmin, they're little guys that jump on animals and enemies, and it's wild. Being, playing the... Okay, I don't know if you've seen, but 87% of all video games ever made cannot be played. So whenever Nintendo releases something that can actually be played on a modern console, you gotta jump on it. I think that there's a lot of problems in what I just said. I mean, emulation and preservation, the fact that, like, nothing's reverse compatible is not great, but I think that, like, you take what you can get, and they just released Pikmin 1 and 2 in anticipation of Pikmin 4, which is also coming out, like, next week, the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer. So it's Barbie Oppen Pikmin, maybe? Uh, Oppenman? Uh, Barbie Oppenman? Oh my god, there is just children screaming over there. And I'm not cutting this, because I want you to know that this is what Misha would cut. And it's distracting. So if you want to play Pikmin 1 and 2, I think that Pikmin 1 has that thing of old games where it's like, wow, this is like really short and really intense. (laughs) Like when you play Star Fox 64 for the first time, you're like, wow, I enjoy this. And then it's like, well, I guess there's a few stages, and if I die, it's over, and I gotta just like replay it. But Pikmin 2, the AI is much better. There's different types of Pikmin. There's five different types of Pikmin. It gets way more intense, and it's a little... Well, it gets way more, like, interesting, but it still has that level of intensity, and it doesn't, like... So the plot of Pikmin 1 is that you have 30 days to get 29, like, uh, parts for your ship. So it really is. It's really so quick. But I think Pikmin 2 is a little slower, and also they have these, like, little dungeons, so it's a little bit less, like... I just like, oh, I got to do this immediately. If you find the dungeon, like the timer, there's always a sun going across the sky designating the days, and the faster you do it. There's also like an anti-capitalist message in the second one, which is very funny. Um, So yeah, I really recommend Pikmin 1 and 2. It's It's $50 for both. So I think if you just pick it up, I think you should, and as you get ready for Pikmin 4. But you can just play Pikmin 4 too. I just get ready for Pikmin. Pikmin's good. This is basically my recommendation. Pikmin, good. Um, If you want to buy something for cheap on your PC or on Steam, I'm going to recommend Peglin. I don't want to say too much, but this game has been in early access for a while and I've been playing it a lot. Peglin is Peggle, but it's also a (laughs) roguelike. You play as a little goblin and you fight in an RPG style, but the way that you do it is by playing Peggle. It's really fun. It's like... $10 $10 max. They've just done a bunch of uh, like cl- updates that give you different classes, uh, and I think that you should go pick it up right now. Peglin. Peglin, Peglin, Peglin. It's also incredible to say. And you play as little goblin guy. It's really, really fun. Um, in hot workers' rights news, uh, I know that you've been looking and seeing the strike from the WGA, the Writers Guild, and from sag Afra, the Actors uh, Guild. And basically, there's been a lot about how this relates to actual play and also our content like video content. Um basically the thing that I want to say is that like sag the, these are these are unions, right? And unions do designated actions on behalf of the union, right? They're like literal they, they're very planned. There's a reason because it has to do directly with the negotiations that are happening, right? It's about it's a business tactic because it's like, well, we could strike or we could burn down your house. Which would you like, factory owner? You know what I mean? So it's like if you're not in the union you don't have to boycott or strike on their behalf as well, and I think that you'll see that with a lot of actual play stuff. However, this sort of thing is this stuff is getting more much murkier because, like for example, I think everyone in Critical Role and a lot of the people in Dimension Twenty are uh, in SAG or in the Writers Guild because they live in LA and that's their job, right? That that's I don't think I'm saying anything that people you can't just put together. It makes sense, so that's where it gets more more uh, like sticky. For people who are not in those unions, it's more like, well, what do I do? Am I supposed to boycott? No, they're not. Am I supposed to slap like using streaming or participating? It's like, no, you don't. However, if someone is saying something incredibly whack about unions or about the writers or the actors, how they're like being greedy and they should just get back to work, as people who like enjoy and also participate in the in as creative jobs. Like my job is a creative job. It's our responsibility to say fuck that you don't know what you're talking about and stand up for their on their beliefs right like if someone is saying something that is hurtful to the cause of workers of creative workers then it's our responsibility to stand up to have their backs right no one is saying we need to stop using the streamers or you you don't have to cancel your paramount plus right they're already doing they're shutting it down like the, the studios are already hurting however we have to support. We can give to the strike funds. We can, if someone is saying something online or in person, whack, and we we shut it down, and we support what's happening, and we vote for our representatives who will support that. I think that's really important. So if someone's saying something whack, uh, tell them that they're wrong and stand up for them and be informed. Uh, just w- wait to see if the Writers Guild or SAG, if the WJR SAG. Tells you to do something, but in the time being, just have their back in kind of like a squishy way. Or give money, if you can, to the strike funds. And finally, uh, I want to recommend that you can fix your algorithm on TikTok with uh, wrestling documentary content. Man, there are so much. There are so many TikToks out there where they just take clips, like two, three, four... Two three minute clips from wrestling documentaries, and they just put them on TikTok and they were so engaging. Wrestling is a game, it's a play, it's a ballet, it's a stage play, but also they're throwing themselves. These massive dudes are throwing themselves. And it's also a game. It's a wrestling is a game, you know. You pin someone and it's over, blah blah blah. Uh, I don't know as much about wrestling about uh, as Julia or Jake, obviously, but like I just love the whole thing. I love that people write it and then, and then you have to act it out, you have to do all this stuff in you're like figuring out how the story is going to go in front of all these people and also like there's massive choke slams and body slams while it's happening it's incredible if you want to refresh your algorithm just go try to find some wrestling documentary content even if it's out of context even if you have no idea what's going on they're such good storytellers all of the wrestlers are such good storytellers you will be so rapturized by how they tell the story that I have to, I have to just recommend this it's absolutely incredible Right. So those are my recommendations. Uh, My recommendations, Betrayal in the House of the Hill, Pikmin 1 and 2, Peglin supporting uh, the strike and not doing a boycott unless they're asking for it, and wrestling documentary content. But really, really, I want you to um, come to the live show in Manchester, UK, on August 19th uh, at 7.30 at uh, the Empty Space in Media City, UK, in Manchester. It's going to be great. We're all going to be there. Um, I also hope Misha's having a good time on vacation. And buy tickets, gamesandfeelings.com slash live. All of the links in the episode description. Okay, 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 okay.